And we're talking about how the Gauteng Provincial Government has invited those interested in being part of its Gauteng Cannabis Industrialization Program to submit their proposals. This is, of course, part of government's goal to create and to create jobs and boost the economy by processing hemp and cannabis at an industrial scale. So we have on the line uh, Medora Mudise, who is the DDG, the Deputy Director General for Natural Resource Management at the Gauteng Department of Agriculture and Rural Development. Uh, good afternoon, DDG. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Matty. Thank you for having me. DDG, firstly, tell us about the program and what it entails exactly. Yes, uh, thank you. Matty, this program mainly uh, is aimed at uh, taking advantage of the huge potential that cannabis has in terms of uh, economic growth job creation, um, as well as a new industry creation. So uh, we, when you look at cannabis, there's, quite, there's two categories, hemp and your marijuana cannabis, which is mainly used for medicinal and recreational use. Mm. For this current call, we really would like to focus a lot on the hemp part, and the hemp being the, the cultivars that has got very... A low, less than 0.2% of your, we call it H, uh, HTC content, which is the THC content, which is the compound that really affects your thinking and your ability, what, what marijuana or weed or daha would do to you. And this particular crop is, is, is a super crop that works in terms of complementary health medicine. It, how, it works in terms of your industrial use, even construction. So the fiber, you would have seen there's quite a lot of even clothing made out of hemp. There's a, a hempcrete and a lot of other products that would come out of the cannabis plant. So the, the, the main issue in housing is that we'd like to utilize most of the land and especially mining land mm. for bioremediation, whereby we use that land to cultivate this particular crop so that we then... Uh, stimulate a number of industrial activities. Currently, there are quite a number of companies that are already licensed in the state, both for hemp and for for, for cannabis uh, marijuana. And we, we have been meeting and engaging with them, and we are looking at really even utilizing those platforms and those organizations to help build um, smaller organizations that are coming forward. The legislative regime is becoming more favorable, especially in the case of hemp. There is a certain category for medicinal use, which is still very much governed by SAPRA regulations, where uh, if, if companies want to use it for medicinal purposes, and we respect that, and we would like that sector to grow as well. So as housing, uh, cannabis is one of the 10 high-growth sectors, and we've taken a conscious decision that we are going full force in terms of growing this particular industry. How much economic value would you say DDG is locked within this industry? You know, uh, Nati, at the moment we are dealing with um, uh, uh, projections. Mm. For example, uh, IMF uh, in 2019 declared world um, uh, cannabis as 59th largest economy in the world, and it was kept at up over 50 uh, billion US dollars mm. in 2019. We have projections for South Africa that's looking at in the next two years, we are looking at well in excess of 20 billion uh, rand. So, but however, we really feel that there is more that would be 
coming out of this particular uh, crop, mainly because of its diverse um, nature in terms of use. So far, a number of those, in Houghton, for example, we've got 11 companies that have got a license for medicinal cannabis and over 15 that are now being processed by national government for hemp production. Most Mm. of these producers are now producing and um, processing cannabis for export-oriented markets. So there is a lot of appetite for CBD oil, for a number of products coming out of cannabis globally. So we are looking at now doing it twofold in terms of stimulating and creating the domestic market whilst also leveraging on the global appetite for for these products. And we wouldn't um, want to be uh, caught lagging. uh, uh, So so if we were not to move with uh, the speed that we are moving now, uh, we would actually be disadvantaging our stakeholders in terms of um, really benefiting from this product. Actually, over the past two years, we've been engaging and meeting with uh, industry uh, captains mm. in this particular space. So we've been holding, actually for the past two years, we've been holding con- conversations, visiting plants, and really understanding the sector and, and, and how is it that we would input as a provincial government, and which has culminated into the step that we are at at the moment, where we are ready to go into the market and invite even those that we wouldn't have reached through our engagement to then say, okay, come on board, let's now proceed and, 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 and see practical implementation on the ground. So somebody, DDG, may be listening to you and thinking, ah, crops and, you know, uh, I need to cultivate this cannabis and, and I don't have any, I don't have land. Are people who are, is your target audience or your, the target beneficiaries, are they people who already have land or, or just anybody? Well, it's both, Nati. So at the moment, we we have uh, land that is available, firstly, uh, province-owned land that we aim to be using, but then also la- land that has been uh, availed by partners. So we've already, for example, signed an MOU with Sibanye, mm. who have given about 100, a th- no, not 100, 1,000 hectares for this particular program. So mm. there is land that is available. And, and like I said initially, some of the land that's been, you know, uh, housing, especially the Johannesburg area, is riddled with a lot of mine dumps and areas that are not really utilized. And we aim to use those particular spaces, both from the private sector, like, like I've said, the Sibanya land, uh, mm. through the partnership that we have, but then we are also calling on other partners that have land that can avail it. Because when you look at hemp for industrial use, we are, we are, we are talking mega scale because yes. we would like to, even from a carbon reduction perspective, when you use hemp products for construction, it's one of the strongest fiber, by the way, mm. that you would find so, for construction purposes and, and so forth. So the land is available. So part of this call that we've put in place is for when people put on their proposal to be able to say, well, I would need 1,000 hectares, I would need 500 hectares, or I've got 20,000 hectares. So it's those kinds of calls that we would require and those that need the land and would meet the full criteria, the land is available from our side. So can we expect government then, because you want large-scale processing of, of, of this cannabis, are you, could we expect government to assist with access to the market? Yes, definitely. So 
what we are working on over and above availing the land either through long-term leases and a number of other land programs. We have worked on uh, a number of financing packages that we can work on for those that need financing, especially for your new enterprises where you would know the housing enterprise propeller is also on board with blended financing products that we've put together. But then also our teams that are from economic development side as well as our economic services in the agriculture side that deal with market access and penetration would be looking at um, assistance and facilitation first and foremost from a permitting and licensing perspective because this crop is still very much a crop that that requires permitting and licensing Mm. so those uh, kind of platforms and services are available but then also engaging with uh, potential investors and so forth because the main issue and uh, even the MEC has, has been on the platform saying this is to even send a signal to investors to say housing is really open to exploring this particular sector and therefore investing in it means there's that policy and regulatory certainty from our side. The legislative regime is still an evolving one. We are finalizing our master plan in, in and, and as well as with national government that's working on national legislation on this. So part of that process is also for us to ensure that whatever then comes out at the end of those processes is is a product that facilitates um, industrial growth and development. So all those um, key tenants are in place to make sure that we, we provide the necessary support that would ensure ease of doing business. Okay, so how does one qualify and where can our proposals be submitted, DDG? We want to get into business. Yes, so it is online. Uh, the advert that we had sent is all on all our social media and uh, electronic platforms as well as the government gazette mm. that gives you uh, the contact details and where to access. So there is an electronic form that uh, those that are interested would fill in with all the necessary um Details. The criteria is also there in terms of even the the, the documents that need to be uh, provided as supporting documents. So um, yeah, all our social media platforms have got that advert inter- and and the contact details that um, uh, stakeholders or those that are interested need to to use. All right, DDG, thank you so much for your time. Uh, yeah, you must just be ready, the DDG, uh, for our proposals. We are submitting very soon. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, DDG. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Okay, thank you very much. Bye. Bye. That's DDG for National Resource Management at the Gauteng Department of Agriculture and Rural, Deve- Deve- Rural Development. At Mamudora Modi say talking about how Gauteng provincial government has invited those interested in being part of its Gauteng cannabis industrialization program to submit their proposals.